Hey listeners, at the end of this episode, I just want to give everybody a warning that we talk about the Game of Thrones Season 6 finale and season as a whole, so beware. Game of Thrones spoilers ahead after we finish talking about video games. Thanks, and don't hate us. So I was driving over here. Yeah, this, this is in the, this just made me laugh really hard while driving. Good story to start yeah. with. Yeah, I was I was driving over and I saw the sign on the side of the road down at Hatfield, the yeah. township you live in. Yeah, Fields and McCoys. But I know you live. <laughs> I, I know you live in Colmar, so I'm like, wait, why am I just entering Hatfield? And then, like a couple paces down the road, it, it says, "Welcome to Colmar, the village of Colmar." You live in a village, and I think that's very. Just nobody, nobody ever huge. knows. Really humorous nobody me. ever hey, knows where this town is. We live in a village back home. Wait, um, nah. a township. Yeah, you're right. It's not a village. That village is just funny. You, to, it's weird. You're right, know? Josh. It's funny. It, <laughs> village. Good. Makes me feel better. <laughs> F- fun fact about the surrounding area of Chicago. That's how Illinois breaks down its villages too. Villages. That's yep. That is. And they all build the different years of the building code. Wait, what? Yep. Nick is our resident engineer, obviously. Yeah, it's very stupid. Just seeing Welcome to Village of Colmar. I've never even seen that sign, and I've lived here for two years. I didn't know villages were a thing. Like, because we grew up in Chippewa Township. I live in... We're still in a township. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this... Yeah, I, don't know what I was being stupid. Okay. I was thinking of Chippewa Village, Simon. <laughs> oh, the apartments? Like an actual apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's good, good. Thanks for, thanks for that start, Josh. You're that welcome. was really good. Anyway, welcome to the 2v1 podcast. I'm Nick, joined every week by my friends Josh and Alex, where we talk about video games. Sometimes we argue. Sometimes we agree. I think where we should start this week is inside. I kind of wanted to get something out of the way. Okay. If you don't mind. Okay. A couple weeks ago, I talked about the Rift, and now I can talk about oh, the PSVR. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. forgot you played that. I did too, and I, I don't want to go too much into it, because VR is just VR. Uh, in my Yeah, opinion, what, what is VR, actually? Yeah. Uh, but, so, I went to Best Buy. Best Buy is doing this uh, PlayStation VR experience thing. Uh, you can go in and, and just test it out. It's only for, like, two weeks or something. Maybe. I don't know. It's limited. But unlike the Oculus one, you could just walk in and do it. Like, you didn't have to sign up for a time. That's why it's limited, Um, I think, too. It was a much different experience. Like, with the Oculus one, I went in and they had a guy who was solely doing Oculus, and he told you all about it, and he walked you through it. This one, I went in. There was a little TV set up, a PlayStation guy. It, the, he had a PS4 just sitting out on the table. He's like, hey, what's up? You want to try this out? <laughs> yeah, that's actually why, what I came to do. <laughs> and there was already someone there playing. Uh, they had a, also, unlike Oculus, they had a big TV out so you could actually watch what they were doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was cool. Yeah. So uh, the person that was in front of me was playing a game called um, The Heist. Something The Heist. Either way, it's it's what the name is. It's You, you pull a heist. And I walked that in. That sounds appropriate for VR. Mm-hmm. It looked like it, it was. I walked in at the point where they were in a car chase getting away. And this game wow. also used the move controller. So you could see him 
he was sitting down and he was, you know, moving his move controllers yeah. like, to pick up weapons, to reload his weapon. Um, he had to open the glove box to get more magazines. And then it was just kind of an on-rail shooter at that point. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I went, um, and I forget the assortment of games they had, but they had Eve. So obviously I didn't care about anything else. Yeah. I wanted to play Eve. Um, and it it blew me away. Uh, it it's what I kind of expected from VR, yeah. but just the ability to look around and being in a space station and mm. being in the ship as you get launched through it, it, it was kind of exhilarating. At first, uh, I, I finished, caveat: <laughs> I finished the yeah. demo. Um, it was just dog fights in space. And I I want to reiterate, it was really fucking cool. The entire thing was really great. That's also the entire game. Yes. Yes. So, you know, right after, I'm like, yeah, this was really fucking cool. This has me sold on VR. But I jumped to conclusions without really thinking about it. And a couple hours went by, and I'm, I'm realizing that what I was doing, I could have just been doing sitting in front of a TV so I had no peripheral visions. Like, I'm still, I was still just looking straight ahead. Yeah, like, it firing. doesn't do anything differently other than, oh, I get that looking like, around yes, you experience. Could, you could look around, you yeah. look out your ship, yep. but since you're shooting ahead of you, like, right. I wasn't really doing that. Yeah, like, so, you're not looking around and, like, getting your surroundings. Like, you're probably, st- was there, like, a radar? Were you still looking at a radar? Yeah. 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 Like, mm-hmm. that, that, this is where VR falls apart for me. Like, <laughs> it's just apart. like, yeah, because that's the coolest stuff to me that we know about so far is, like, space flight. And, it does really just come down to, yeah, you're probably really just going to be looking forward and shooting forward like you would be playing on a TV. Right. So, And and they have things like that already where you can just kind of strap a very small TV to your face. Yeah, HOTAS. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. like yeah, I love a, that description. Strap a very small TV to your face. <laughs> it's not that. Maybe you're talking about something else. HOTAS is a, uh, it's a thing for... That's I think it only works for PC and it's more for like driving and flying sims where it it tracks your head movement just on a flat screen. So like you would wear a hat and you put this like little camera on the hat and you can look around and it'll it'll look around on the screen for you. And the only difference is it's it's not enveloping your face like VR. So that that's existed for a while actually too. And I I feel like something like that would have been the exact same thing I got from a game like Eve. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, and then right after that. uh, Did it run well, too? It ran fine. There were no hiccups or hitches or anything. Okay. Uh, It it looked like a current-gen game. But there was no hitchiness, I guess. Because that that was the thing I was worried about with the PlayStation. I I will mention, though... And I don't know if it's just because it was on my head wrong and he put it on, but it didn't feel as stable as the Rift did. Like, oh, really? Like, I'd want to turn around and look, but I felt like I had to hold it on my head. It probably just it. wasn't tight enough. So I'm th- yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it yeah wasn't maybe it just enough. wasn't adjusted. Because that would be annoying. I, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I've heard from, you know, games media that the PlayStation <laughs> 1 is the most comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, it was just probably on my head wrong. Yeah. But right after that, uh, he said there was no one else in line, so he said you can keep playing things if you want. Oh. Um, the only thing I was really interested in was, uh, it was called The Dive, I think. And it, was, um, it wasn't it was a game, it was just an experience. And they showed <laughs> it at, like, 
I think it was E3 like two years ago. It was one of the first things they showed for VR. Uh, going down in a cage and uh, shark attack. Oh, yeah. And that, that's all it was. Was it intense? It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, they, uh, you started a little closer to the surface, and you would just gradually got lowered. So, like, the top portions were, like, the, the pretty, the turtles. Yeah. And, and whatnot. And then pretty, got, the, t- the pretty turtles. The pretty turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got years. deeper, and you end up in, like, a sh- broken down ship. And then that's when the shark comes and tears apart your cage. Tries and... to free you from the cage. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he was trying to do the entire time. Sharks are underrated creatures. Yeah, I know. You're an underrated creature. He just wanted to help you. He just yeah. saw you were trapped. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, VR. I don't. I don't know. I'm still. Up in so there you're going to be getting a PlayStation VR in the fall. I pre-ordered with your two of them. Fourth PlayStation Four. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> no, I completely forgot you. Did I did. Yeah, you're, you're definitely our I, VR leader. So that's good. Yeah. Because I think I went directly after we recorded last week. So it's been a full week. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Josh, our VR correspondent, mm-hmm. checking in. <laughs> check, it is a check-in. We need a weekly none of, VR check-in, Josh. Not, going forward, none of us will have VR experience probably <laughs> anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> now they just need to get a, a Rive demo out somewhere. A what? HTZ. HTZ. Vive. Yeah. Can't speak. Yeah. Well, I, I never even considered, like, they're probably not even trying to do that. No, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. It, and that would be the one that would be the most different because it has the room scale stuff and lets you actually, like, walk around and whatever. But I'm just waiting yeah. on the HoloLens demos. The thing that will never come out. <laughs> It'll be out. I don't, Eventually. I don't know about that. But, uh, anyway. I'm done. So, with, yeah, now on to inside? We can't, we can't really talk about it no, too much. No, we can't. But I just want to highly recommend that game. I, I'm going to play it just because, honestly, I haven't. Dude, I haven't it's heard cool. about. I haven't heard about you guys being this enthralled with anything in a very long time. It was really, really cool. You know, other than The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, right. The Witcher. Right, but that, that's I don't know. That to me is sort of a no-brainer. Like it's a giant immersive RPG, and of course, like of course, we're all going to love that. But this, I, I get this came out of left field for me. Did you play? It Limbo came out of left field for a lot of people. Yeah. Did I play what, Josh? Limbo. Yes. No. Okay. Not this all of it. Not all of it. But right. I did. I did start the download to get the free thing. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I played that when we were all still in college. Yeah, and I, I, think I, you I did watched too. both yeah. of you guys play a lot of it. Yeah. So, I I guess to set it up, Inside is the next game from the developers of Limbo, Play Dead, which I I think we talked about that during E3 because th- this announcement kind of came out of nowhere and then they were like oh it comes out in like two weeks mm-hmm. and uh it it had been announced like a year ago I guess but I never even I didn't know yeah. anything about I missed it, it me neither. and they didn't show anything like the first time it was shown was E3 so it was like it was like oh surprise here's our next game and it comes out really soon which is awesome and it's it's limbo I mean it, it's it's very much the same it's game for too. the most part. Right. But they took it to like the next level of what Limbo started, where Limbo came out at a time where indie was just taking off for the most part, especially it, on consoles. Yeah, it was a summer of arcade type. It helped yeah, it helped really to help it take off. 
really. Right. Like it was one of those it was one of those early games like Braid and Meat Boy and oh, yeah. Castle Crashers and all that stuff. Yep. And I mean, back then it was really it was it was really good and it had like that really stark art style of just black and white that that gave you a sense of a lot of what was happening with like really limited anything, really. And Limbo like was great and I really liked it, but the latter half of it sucked pretty much. Like it was just too puzzle heavy and it was a lot of trial and error and the ending was very subpar. The, the ending was the... was really kind of out of nowhere and not like satisfying in any way. Even though there was there's no real story. It was still, all it was all up to interpretation. Still a great game though. Still a like, great play game. Play Limbo. Limbo is a great yeah. game. I I'd say if anything, absolutely play it before Inside because the the jump from quality and like refinement from Limbo to Inside is just crazy because. I I didn't like a lot of the puzzles in Limbo. They were annoying. Like they would they would just be annoying because of the trial and error stuff. And again, the latter half of that game was just puzzle, 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 puzzle. And inside is puzzles the whole way, the whole way, but they're done so well. Like they're simple, but they're super clever at the same time. If you, if you're looking for a puzzle game to really like stretch your brain waves and really figure things out inside is not it no no it's it's not like a it was pretty easy actually like what was the Josh puzzle I, game that you were playing forever nick the witness yeah witness so yeah. Oh, not yeah. like the witness <laughs> nothing like the witness <laughs> no <laughs> no no but uh no these the the way that these were done like so a, a puzzle game or any any game in general, actually, the way that it explains its mechanics to you, well, it, it'll, like, introduce a new thing, and then it might riff on that new thing a couple times, and then, right. like, maybe later in the game, you'll start to just always do that <clears throat> thing all the time, because you're used to it, and you know what to expect. Yep. Inside doesn't really do that. You you do two you, things. You do things different like... things, but you do different things the whole game. Like, you solve puzzles slightly differently the the entire way through like you don't you don't do repetitious very slight or repetitive stuff changes it pretty much everything comes down to either jumping or pushing or pulling well that's not what i mean i guess like obviously yeah it's jumping and pushing and pulling but like for example in limbo you you moved around a crate mm-hmm. how many times you moved Every around puzzle. you moved around the same crate how many times Every puzzle inside might have you moving around an object, but never the same crate again. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it might be, like, this big giant thing that has a place in the... where you are in the game, like, at that moment. Like, that setting, it Even makes sense small, for this object to be here. A very small change like that is surely welcome. Just it's huge. Me, right, yeah. Yeah. It's huge, because it... It makes it interesting the entire way through. Like you don't you don't come to a puzzle and you're like, I know exactly what to do here because I recognize this item. That never happens in that game. And it's crazy. I like I was blown away by everything I was seeing the whole time. Like it looks a lot more interesting than Limbo. It's still pretty simplified. Like it's it's more it's three D now, like two and a half D or whatever. The, the first thing I noticed, which is nothing at all, is is the first box you did actually have to pull or pull. Yeah. In Limbo, it was you either 
push it or pull it, you don't you can't like walk through it or walk past it. Like it's in your way. Right. Whereas in inside, you don't like you don't push it from the back or pull it from the front. You stand in front of the box and like pull it with you. Yeah. So you yeah, walk. there's there's a lot of really nice subtle mm-hmm. animations that are again varied. Like and ex- appreciated. extremely varied. Like yeah, it, it it's so hard to explain because it's kind of it's a side scroller essentially, but it's it's sort of at like an isometric view in a way. Like it's tilted a little bit, so you get more depth. Right. And the the way that the your character, your the little boy interacts with stuff, he touch like he touches things and gra- like he he responds to how you move into items and objects and like it's it's just so staggering like, like you the jump craft from a that went into this and it took six years to make this like you jump from a height and when you land you can tell like the you stumble and and, and he lands differently second. depending yeah. on the height and like all, really like cool. all that stuff and and that just that carries over to everything you do in that game like everything every interaction has has like a super defined animation to it and it's just it's it's almost it's, ragdoll it's beautiful it it is but but looks good mm-hmm. like it doesn't look janky and unnatural it looks natural every time and like you can tell they spent 6 years on this pretty short game <laughs> yeah like they 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 just poured over every ounce of that game like the, every single puzzle every animation every set piece it's it, it's something interesting to look at the entire way through. And talk about a game that really gives you a grand sense of scale. Yeah, it has great yeah oh. great scale. Uh, the, one of the one of the words I wrote down was like it's sublime a couple times because mm-hmm. you're just you might enter this space of like it like it you it takes your breath away I guess like it's so big and you feel so insignificant. You come to one scene where you're overlooking a factory from like a glass, like almost like a foreman, and you see little people down below you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just sat there for a couple seconds and looked mm-hmm. because it, it was, it was amazing. I took a picture of it and put it as my background. I love you can do that. I didn't know you could do that on the Xbox. I, I. So when you said that, I, I thought we talked about that before, but yeah, I took a lot of screenshots of this game too because there's just, again, like every second is is interesting and like eye-catching in Nick, some send, way send me one of your most beautiful ones so i can uh post it so we can have a good that way we can have a good visual example so i sort of don't want to uh, okay that's not like a spoiler ish in a way well the i mean maybe something from the early stage yeah like but but again it, it's it's really short it's a short game uh-huh. it, it was like three three to four hours um there's so much weird shit in this game. <laughs> when Nick and I were talking about it as as he was finishing it, and I already finished it, and he mentioned David Lynch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, well, and there's it's a, very then I definitely need to play it. In other words, yeah. It it's just really good. Like like I I'm glad like how we I was able to talk around a lot of stuff. We didn't even talk about the audio too. Oh yeah. I mean, it sounds good. I don't I remember think... anything. Standoutish. I had problems where audio is cutting out. I told you, which is strange. Yeah, it was yeah I weird. had no issues at all. But like, there's really no music. There's, there's no. no it's real very background. quiet. It's very quiet game, yeah. and it just works perfect in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, especially, me... especially with it being this short. Um, 
and meet with me coming up on the end of Dragon Age, maybe I should toss that into the lineup real quick. I mean, I can do that. I think the faster the faster you play it, the better. Yeah. And how much is it? Twenty dollars. That's fine. I can, of course, Tommy will play it's, it too. So it took me three hours. Yeah, it, it was like three hours, I think, yeah. for me. Cool. But super engaging the whole way. Like the the last twenty minutes, my mouth was just hanging open. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> so, it, yeah. <laughs> it was, I I want to talk ridiculous. about it. I want to so talk bad. about it so bad. But it's, I think um the nature of it, even if you do play it, Alex, I I think we might have to wait a yeah, little bit. Yeah, still too early. Yeah, because I that's like that's a game I really yeah not don't even on my behalf. Acc- like it's it's probably I don't want to oh. accidentally spoil that for anybody. Yeah, yeah. And we don't we don't care about spoiling things for you. So like, <laughs> okay, it, that yeah. doesn't matter at all. Yeah, you'll play it in a year. Yeah. <laughs> hey Simon, suck my lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanted to. I was I was contemplating trying to start an argument here. Please do. Which is why, I know I'm which in is the why, Well, it's not it's not a big. Deal. And we're overdue. Well, yeah, it, sure. We won't even argue about it because we've gone into it. The, the reason I brought up audio and the how there's no music and that really got you into the game brought me back to my original. Because you always turn it off. Of always turning off music in games, so yeah. you're more involved and in, into the world. I think insanity. Um, I think well, for this game specifically, that lack of music is important. Like, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense and works thematically for like the whole thing. And I don't know if it would have had music, it would have been weird. The, the, the way <laughs> See, that's I, how I feel about Witcher. No, here's here's the bottom line. Actually, in a weird way, this can also this is also sort of like with the controller layout thing that Josh is also insane about. No, you, no, they, I, have, I have an update on the D pad. They also. designed the game the way they designed it for a reason. And it's yep. because they want you to experience it that way. Let me ask you this. If you read a book, do you like look for an abridged version to take things out to experience it that way? Just right. read the book. Yeah. But in the same regard, when it comes to music, you also have the option of turning it off in games. So that's more open to interpretation. They, of how they you give you an it. option it for is. weird people like you. Yeah. That's all. They're just covering they your also bases. Give... They also give crazy people the option to invert controls. Yeah, like, like some Yaley. People, some people. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never let you live that down, Yaley. Just saying. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Firewatch. You didn't turn the music off for Firewatch, did you? Probably. Are you serious? I can't. Re- I can't remember. See, I see that game music was very important. If I recall, though, it was also very subtle. Yes, it was, and it was minimal. So I might not have turned it off because of that. Josh, yeah, it would only off, happen at times. Did you turn off the music in Skyrim? Oh, absolutely. I don't need to say anything. We're done. Mo- um, moving on. And I do want to mention back <laughs> back with Inside, there wasn't that there wasn't any music at all. There were some sections that had that very small, silent... It would pop up sometimes. Yeah. Like some like ambient noise that was probably music in some way, yes, would pop up. It For a good effect. But... I- Man, I'd I'd love to be able to experience that last twenty minutes again. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It, that that game has got hyped like crazy and has got a lot of really good reviews, basically across the board. And I was obviously like, "Is this really that great?" I mean, Lim- Limbo was good, but I think people were like freaking out about it the same right. way. And and like. Is this going to be basically the same thing? But no, like much deserved. Is the ending Hype. just a giant, confused, disheveled Laura Dern face, Nick? 
Yes, close. it is. I knew it. Close, yeah. <laughs> close. Uh, it's actually it's actually just a segment of those like rabbit people. Oh, it's perfect. Just a, it's just a the clip rabbits. from from Inland Empire. Oh, perfect. That's that sounds great. I'm definitely playing. Probably it. the most ridiculous Lynch movie. One of the most ridiculous Lynch movies. It's a, also his most recent one, right? From like yes, ten Inland years Empire. ago. W- would you consider Eraserhead as the most ridiculous? I don't. Ca- Eraserhead's different because it was his first. Yeah. Right. That was his first. Um, and, actually, and it I'll, doesn't make any sense anyway. Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. Like in it a was like an experimental. Yeah, it was like an experimental. Thing. Yeah, it's. Let me put it this like, way: I don't it, think like it's Lynch like, getting his legs. It's not intended to make any sense. Whereas stuff like Mulholland right. Drive and Lost Highway and Inland think, Empire, there's I think a plot. Inland Empire was trying to tell a plot. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's so far above our level of yeah. Uh, comprehension comprehension thank you <laughs> david lynch is just on another level that's all yeah no inside actually has uh it's lynchian, lynchian in a way but it actually has like uh themes that make sense yeah. that you can interpret yeah. a few ways on your own really so I just highly highly recommend playing it everybody cool definitely a game up for interpretation Definitely, yes. Yeah, it's been interesting reading reactions to it, but um, yeah, that's half the fun of playing games, in my opinion, like games like this, especially weird games. Yeah, like yeah. reading up on theories and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, I like when it's not cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice to get stuff like that sometimes. And when it ends, it it ends like for me at least. I, I did. I did not expect that as the ending. I thought there was going to be more. I didn't like, expect most of the game. Yeah, true. Okay, let's so let's put it that way. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's that was a lot of inside. I I didn't think. I thought we would get through that pretty quick because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But we didn't. So. Yeah. And as you guys both know, I watch a lot of reviews before I play games. And yeah. I went to watch a review of of inside um ign's review i like video reviews um and ryan mccaffrey's did it and within the first 20 seconds he said he said this is a game you need to experience without knowing anything about it yeah so please turn off pretty he was essentially saying don't watch this review don't play the game (laughs) which i appreciated so much and i immediately turned it off everything yeah i said all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go play it before i watch anything more of it so if you plan to play inside don't watch anything. Basically, all you anything. need to know is it's it's like Limbo. Yeah. In terms of gameplay, that's it. That's all. That's all you need to know. So. What an anxiety-inducing game. It, I. T- I wrote down tense. It yeah. was very tense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very violent. It was much more violent than Which, Limbo. Let me at least. That's ask a big you. statement because Limbo was violent. Yeah, but this was much more uh, disturbing. Can, can uh-huh. we talk about deaths? Let's like, not. Okay. Yeah, let's not. Because that, that's one that's part of the fun in a gross uh macabre way. way. Yeah. Try to kill yourself as much as possible. Die die on every puzzle. <laughs> that's that's okay. a good advice. <laughs> so that's inside. Six years later we have inside. Yeah, I can't believe it took that long. Like that that's crazy. It seemed like a very long time for something like this. Yeah. But you yeah. know well. I'm excited for what they do next. Me too. It's probably going to be a long time. Yeah, if that's <laughs> and, any and indicator. Oh, uh, I guess we didn't even mention it is only on Xbox I right see, now. I was just about to say. Yeah, it it comes out for PC July seventh. Okay, yeah, so like a week. 
still. Um, and it's not. It's not on. It, yeah, it isn't. No, it's not a Windows 10 like universal platform thing, and it's not announced for PlayStation yet. But it will almost certainly come out for PlayStation 4 at some point. So, I think Limbo is on literally everything. It was. Yeah. So, I don't see that as being exclusive. I hope not. So people can play it. Yeah, unless Microsoft tries to scoop them up. Yeah, after the fact, I don't know how much that would matter. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Okay, so what else? What else do we have? I don't know, Alex, you got anything? Well, I have a bunch of stuff to talk about, but I don't want to dominate the conversation. Okay, so let's we can we can sort of figure we can figure out a plan here for the next half an hour. Uh, I know that last week Josh and I and then were really feeling, and then you mentioned you would be too. Just because of how huge it was, did you guys want to have a Thrones discourse with a, a spoiler warning? I think we can, but at the end. Okay. Cool. Like, because I don't know, I don't know if we want to spend, like, what, what, I don't think there's that much to spend time on. Well, of course, we say that, and then we might end up taking a half an hour. So, yeah, we'll save that for the end. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I actually had, like, a couple other, th- like, we have a lot, I randomly have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, let's do hey, it. Let's, let's get Firefight out of the way. I was going to bring yeah, that up. Good, get, get good call. Yeah. So Halo uh, Firefight came out this week. Uh, Warzone Firefight. Uh, it's been talked about for like three or four months now. There's a short run beta a month and a half ago or so. And I don't care about Halo after playing it. No, me either. Like, <laughs> big surprise. Yeah, big surprise coming from Nick. But but uh, that is a big surprise from Josh. Yeah. It, like, and me. I mean, it's nothing. I yeah. will continue to play Arena, and I will continue to play Warzone. I still have fun playing Halo, but... I'll hop on and do dubs and stuff occasionally, but... Yeah. I was just hoping for something different, and I don't know what. I can't explain what I was hoping for with Firefight, but it's not what I wanted. It's not what I expected. It, it, see, it's what I expected. But I didn't play the beta or anything, so I, I didn't know. I will say it was better than beta. They they did make some improvements Interesting. over the course of a month and a half or however long. Hmm. It's so funny. They have, like, the two things. They have Warzone, and then they have Firefight, and we still never got what we initially thought we were going to get from the very beginning, which would be Warzone combined with Firefight. That's that's right. what needs to happen. Yeah. If they combined the current Warzone yeah. with current Firefight, that's, which is what, that's it, what I initially that's thought That's what it was. Warzone should have been. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. And... and we talked about that before. It it must be some uh, technical issue yeah. or balancing issue or something. Because yeah, it really should be that those two together. But and, and the, apparently I apparently it can't be. I had the weirdest, dumbest experience. We were all playing together the other night, and the the first time I played was not with both Josh and Nick. It was with other people, and I was sitting like I lost multiple times in a row, and I was like, oh well, at least it's challenging. It's not easy. And then whenever we played, we won a few, and I realized, this is so strange, I was more bored when we were (laughs) winning. And I was like, wow, I have no desire to play this anymore, because there's no incentive to win, because it's less fun. I I don't know, it was just really weird. I do think the game, I do think it's it's too difficult playing with randoms. Yeah. And it's not difficult in the sense of, uh, like, the gameplay is hard, or the bosses are hard, or, or any of that. You don't have enough time to get around for a couple of the uh, encounters. Yeah, maps bosses. are too big, and you don't have enough vehicles. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you really have to use your rec points accordingly to the, the round you're on, and 
I don't know. There's just something missing. It's not there. But there's really no reason to spend more time on it. It's like, check it out if you're interested. But if you're hoping for what everybody thought Warzone was going to be initially, you will be disappointed. And if you were hoping for Firefight, <laughs> like any, any, if you were hoping for like what Firefight used to be, at least in my experience with Reach, it's not like that at all. Yeah, that part's Reach, also Reach true. Firefight was great. Yeah, it's it's something weird in between that has like no appeal. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Firefight. Um, yeah. Moving on. Can I can I express some disappointment? Sure. Technomancer is supposedly not very good. Yeah, I mean, I told you that. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. It makes me very sad, and I still kind of want to give it a chance. There's a reason, there's a reason, like, okay, the great example, great contrast to Inside, where you didn't hear anything about Technomancer leading up to it at all, because they weren't letting people play it, <laughs> apparently, because nobody didn't hear about it, ever. Yeah. Nothing. And then it, and we knew it was coming for a long time. There were some gameplay videos and interviews and stuff it's not like it was just silent for months yeah ahead of its approach or ahead of its uh release i i you know what though uh user reviews for it though a lot of people are like this is like a b tier like manage your expectations okay. and you'll like it so here's two things i want to bring up when it comes to this one it's averaging like a 71 or so yeah see on... that's fine okay guess what else averaged a 70 71 what lords of the fallen and that game what? was fucking awesome. I would not say fucking I, awesome. I really <laughs> like Lords of the Fallen. That, again, Lords of the Fallen, again, is very much B-tier. Like, it's okay. Yeah, and everybody, <laughs> just be sure to, to disregard Josh's opinion, because that's coming from a guy who says the battling is better in Lords of the Fallen than Dark Souls. So Than Dark Souls, yes. Yeah, just, just take that with a grain of salt. I said that at one point in time. You said that know, prior to Dark Souls prior 3. Prior to Dark Souls 3, and... I'd, I'd at least say they're on the same Ugh. level. Oh, God, this conversation. Yeah, no, we're not going to. It's okay. All right, well, part two about uh, Technomancer is, again, I watched a couple reviews, you know, like the IGN, the GameSpots and whatnot, um, and this is where all the very the high negatives come in. Yeah. There's this other High negative high is negatives. a fun... Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> high negative podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's this other uh, reviewer that I, I've been getting into recently. Um, It's... He's got a YouTube channel. I'm going to give him a shout out to ACG. Um, his name's Jeremy. And he does he doesn't rate games on like a, a number system. He does uh buy, wait for sale, rent, or never talk about again. That's how he rates <laughs> games. Never talk yeah. about again. Yeah, I and, like and they're like 10 minute videos, they're real in depth. He goes across different points. Um but he you know, he was I watched the Technomancer one. In the end, he gave it a uh he gave it a uh a, a rent, essentially saying, you know, rent it, check it out. It might not be your thing. But he also threw a caveat out there that if you manage your expectations going into this game and know what you're getting yourself into, there's a lot of good that comes out of it. And he gave it a buy for himself, which made me think that, you know, maybe I would get into this and I should stop worrying about all these reviews and just play it. Josh, no, yeah, you, I you I should. Still, I still don't know why you worry about reviews. I don't necessarily worry. Especially being worry. the eternal optimist that you are. They help me manage Eternal. expectations. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I still might give it a shot. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool story. <laughs> I did not expect you to bring that up again. That's not where I thought you were going with that yeah. game. 
Um, I played Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, PT. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was at my buddy's place. He has a PS4, and uh, I I forgot that they even released the demo since we talked about it, and. He was like, "Hey, I have this. I didn't play it." And I was like, "We we got it. I got to check this out." Yeah, like, definitely. I got to see what this is. Um cuz I heard middling reviews for it basically. Mm-hmm. And um it very much is going for what PT is. Uh at least in this demo where you're just in that house and you get to walk around and there's a couple different outcomes and it's very like disturbing and dark and creepy and whatever. And it is nowhere near what I would call a Resident Evil game no, of at all. Not. I uh, I thought it looked actually pretty good, uh, which I was surprised by. Playing I, it, I, how'd you feel? I didn't like playing it. Okay. I, I mean, it, I I would never play this in the first. You place. also have I mean, zero interest in anything horror related. Exactly. True. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like again. I like Resident Evil Four uh, because it's not a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It it's a third person shooter that redefined third person shooters. Yes, basically. correct. But uh, yeah, this this when they showed it at uh, Sony's conference, people were, like freaked out, and I was like, "Wow, really? This is where Resident Evil's going?" Like I I was like, "This looks like a bad idea." Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most interesting thing about it was it's completely playable in VR, which is fascinating. You know, like one of the first really big companies diving completely headfirst into a fully VR playable game while also being a standalone regular console game. Yeah. You know, it's not just an experience. It's not built specifically for VR, whatever. And it I mean it was creepy. Like I'm a I'm a big wuss with horror games where I was sitting in lights with a person right beside me and I still was like hesitant to push on because yes. I didn't want to see anything scary. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but um it wasn't really scary. It was just me like I wouldn't even really call that demo scary. Mm-hmm. Like it was just me being dumb. Okay. Like I I just am dumb. So like I didn't I'm jump. Dumb. Like I didn't jump at all. Like I knew I knew when things were going to happen. It was very predictable. It just made me nervous walking around because yeah. you move you move very slow. Was there was there any um combat? No. Okay. No. And and again, this is not something in the game. It it's just it's like a it's just lives within this demo. Yeah. But the the full game is definitely first person. That was confirmed by one of the developers. I think that's super weird. I don't think that's interesting at all. I don't know why it's even a Resident Evil game. We've had this conversation that I wanted to rehash with this. Is Does, does the name of a game actually matter? It doesn't. But, but I, I think something like this, though, is why call it Resident Evil then? They're calling it Resident Evil be, like for the name alone. Like So yeah. people will be like, we'll oh, may, maybe we're going back to Horror it's roots. trying to be yeah, scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to be... It'll maybe be some survival thing. I don't know. That was not apparent from yeah. the demo yeah. at all. They should have just called it Biohazard. I I know. I would. I that would really be cool hate... here in the states, Josh. I really hate that that they have different names because well, Biohazard is a sweet ass appropriate name for that series. Isn't yeah. this one technically called Resident? It's Evil Resident Evil Biohazard? Seven. It's Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. I believe I believe that's the full title. Huh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. 
it was cool. I got to play it. Like, I just, it's not for me. I knew it wouldn't be. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it other than my favorite thing that happened was, uh, there's multiple endings. And I think it ends the same way every time where some dude pops up behind you and punt and knocks you out for what I, and I, apparently kills you. I don't know. But I did, I did one playthrough to the end. It, it, it starts out just telling you to get out of the house. And you have to find a specific key that locks from inside the house, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Like video games. Yeah, it's a video because game. Video it's, the most, games. it's the most video game solution to a non-issue ever. <laughs> and and like so I that was the that was the ending I did. And it had you had to go around the whole house, open whatever things, like Resident Evil stupid yes. bullshit. Yeah. Just to find a damn key. It's like it's like with Outlast, like a game like Outlast, these horror games when you get trapped in somewhere, all I ever think of is just break a fucking window. Yeah, it's so stupid. Just yeah, break it's a so stupid. It, it breaks the the immersion immediately. Like I don't immediately. care if if I'm trapped in a, in a, in a, an insane asylum, being chased by monsters or whatever. I don't care if I'm two or th- even. Uh, maybe three might be pushing it, but two stories <laughs> up, I'm gonna jump out the fucking. Yeah, window. I'll take a broken leg to get away from a. Uh, yeah ravaging lunatic sure yeah it yeah so so silly horror tropes aside that i wish horror everything would finally get away from so do you think do you think we're going to be seeing much more of the like the pt influence definitely okay definitely that allison road game got canceled that's what i was going to say is yeah yes you know it, it, it's a new thing and pt was really well regarded and now resident evil's trying that but Allison Road, which is was directly, it was essentially PT as a full game. Yeah, yeah I really wanted was. that because I loved the stuff I saw for that. And they canceled for whatever it. reason it got canceled. Yeah. I I still don't even know why. Uh, it was a, it was initially a crowdfunder, so they were gonna go to Kickstarter, and then they got picked up by Team Seventeen, uh, their publisher. Um, and Team Seventeen just came out and said, you know, some things don't work out, and that was the extent of it. Yeah. So there was yeah, really who knows no what happens well, there. Internal strife, probably. My, but and go ahead, Josh. Team Seventeen is not a small publisher either. Really, they're they're doing ukulele, ukulele. Really? Yep. Um, hmm. they did all the Worms games. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's interesting because I followed their uh, Facebook page for a while, and they were making progress, like very good progress. What was available looked like a game. Yeah, like they absolutely. had everything basically done. <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping down the road something does actually come out with what happened with that game. Yeah, yeah, but, I, but I to agree. answer your question, we're gonna have a lot of spinoffs of PT, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially if but if don't Capcom we, is don't you emulating think we would it. Maybe seen more by now. It's only been two years. Yeah, I mean, two years. Yeah, at least like took inside years. six years to yeah, make. Sure. <laughs> here's here's what I know. My parting thoughts on it. As long as it's the antithesis of Resident Evil Six. Then it it's is. automatically a good thing. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, uh, and and I didn't even I didn't even finish the the one thing that was really great and it was so video gamey. But the the one of the other endings my buddy did, and it it's the same guy pops up behind you, punches you in the face, and it's over. But you just get to it in a different way. His character model literally popped in in front of you. And then he punched you in the face. Oh, like, God. it was so bad. It was mm. so bad. So, is this an actual... It was like, a demo. Is but... this a... 
a man or it was a, a dude. monster? No, it was a dude. A it was just a dude. It was not a zombie. It was not a monster. It was just a guy that looked all shitty and gross and whatever. Yeah. Was it the muddy man? <laughs> yeah. No, you know, you know what this house reminded me of? And I think what they were going for, and I don't, again, it's not in Resident Evil 7. I don't know why this thing even exists and what, as it is. It was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, there was just, um, like, dilapidated, like, gore gore and viscera everywhere. The the house looked like shit. Please tell me there was a meat hook. Apparently they were cannibals. There was probably a meat hook somewhere. I don't know. But one of the, the dumbest thing was, like, the one of the hallways, you walk in this hallway and the, there's just, like, a cow split in half mm. just like laying in the hallway and it's like shit is everywhere it's like what what are you it's people actual doing actual shit everywhere no like it's guts and everything <laughs> it's visceral it's, it's there, was, there was probably shit everywhere but i don't know it was disgusting like like i said it looked pretty good and it was gross it was definitely gross yum again not what i picture resident evil as yeah. at all but but it's resident evil colon biohazard yeah, yeah. How would you have felt playing this in VR? Oh, I would have hated it. Would you have hated? I, I would have hated it because girl? I, yes, okay. yes, because I'm a little girl. I would that's, have hated. That's it. cool. Like there, there. Uh, like I said, there were plenty of times where I just didn't want to walk. I didn't want to walk forward. That's where I. That's where I get with horror games. Is where I don't want to press on, and so like. There, the the way you open a door, you kind of like knock a door slightly ajar. And you have to push yourself through the door. And I was like, I hate this. Nick, I don't want to do this. I, this I don't is so weird. I'm actually envious of you. Because I, I, I become more and more um, desensitized Jaded. toward horror. And I, I want to go back to the days when I was like really afraid. It's, and movies, too. What's stupid is I know it, it's like this uh, physical reaction I can't get over. Yeah. It's like a gag like, reflex, almost. Basically. Yeah. yeah like... um. I'm not I'm not afraid of it. Like it's not scary. It, yeah. Like I said, none of it was scary. I didn't jump at anything, especially any of the jump scares, but j- it's the, it's the unknown and having to press yourself forward that makes it more scary. So, the worst is whenever you're just like in a hallway or whatever and you just see something at the other end of the hallway. They, and, and they do they kind of did that. That's this, my like, worst kind, Josh. You That's have to. Worst. You you find my ending where I had the key to finally escape the dumb locked door. You you see the dude like walk by the hallway or like the hall that you have to go into. He walks by. Yeah, I've I've seen that clip. Makes no fucking sense how he's you're like five feet away and you turn the corner and he's not there anymore. Like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. But it still made it scary. Yeah. So, uh, quick segue two v one movie second this week. I saw the second Conjuring, and Josh, they have one of the best end of the hallway shots ever in that movie. Really, really good. Don't if if those those movies have a lot of really good, well done scares. So mm. the first really good horror movies I've seen in a while, both of them. Back to Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Hey Sony, I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hey, maybe they they heard us on Nerdist. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Bring PT back as a VR demo. How how would how would care. Sony do that? I don't that? care. Okay, figure it out. <laughs> figure it Don't out. matter. I'm fine with that. Because I think that would be uh, it would it would go to the next step from what Resident Evil is trying to do. I think is, is getting to replay the PT demo in VR 
you already have the PT name, and then bringing it back would just create some uh, outrage. Not outrage, but... Fuck it, I'm done. I'm done talking. We're done with this. Moving okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Th- thanks You're for that. That's that's my input for the entire okay. good, episode. Good, uh, good, uh... Insight. Yeah. <laughs> we got written down there. Um, you want to talk about System Shock? I yeah, I do. I don't really have much to say about it. I don't but... either. But it's it's interesting because yeah. uh System Shock is a really old game. Uh a seminal game in a way. It was uh 94, I think the first time when that first came out where it was like a first person game that blended like RPG stuff and um choice and open-endedness and we saw that carry on to Deus Ex and Thief and System in- Shock 2 Indigo and all that Prophecy. stuff. Yeah, Indigo Prophecy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go I to sleep, Josh. Get out of my house. <laughs> Peace. Anyway, the they're remaking System Shock, a, a studio night dive, who has is mostly a publisher, but they're kind of a developer too, but they, they do what they want. They launched a Kickstarter to remake System Shock, update it with new graphics and everything, but keep the gameplay the same. And they they launched their Kickstarter with a playable demo, which is really cool, and more more games hoping to get funded should, should do, do this. Yep. Yeah. Like like but they're he, it's a proof of concept, not just for a publisher or in a video, but for actual backers that worked. Here's I think. a bit of the other way of thinking about that, though, is when I initially think of Kickstarter, I think of, and I know this isn't what it is anymore, but like a small studio, a small group of guys who need this money to start a game. Yeah, it's so not that. Not, yeah. not to already have a game, not let alone a demo to release whenever you start your Kickstarter. Here's the thing, though. Anybody can do that. Now. Oh, I'm, I'm totally like, okay that's, with that's it. Why, that's why it should be that way, really. Like, Unity is free. This game is in Unity. Unity is free. You could literally make a demo for a game if you put your mind. Yeah, like put put some effort into it and give back or something is what you're saying. If you like worked on something on your own free time for months, and then you were like, okay, I think I have something here. I'm gonna launch. I'm gonna maybe try and kickstart something and ask for money. And here's what's playable. Like it. It's so. There's like no barrier. For that anymore mm-hmm. and and that's why when like uh john romero's game black room or whatever when he delisted his kickstarter was because they want to relaunch it with a demo so like i i, I would love to see this happen more and i don't know like it, it wasn't very much playable it was very, it was very, it was very short, short. But it gave you the idea of what it is. And and I never played System Shock. I played two. That game was amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, you a, had that on a game of the year list. Yeah, I played I played it a couple... That was our... Yeah, when we started... Like, the year we started the podcast. I I had just recently played it for the first time. And it totally holds up. Like, it's it's still really interesting. It's creepy. That's awesome. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see where games... Again, like, I played all the Deus Exes. I'm planning to play the old Thief games. And and it's really interesting to see where a lot of stuff in games now came from and how 
how yeah. crazy at the time that would have been. And to give any listeners who aren't familiar with the name at all, that was a spiritual predecessor to Bioshock, right? Yeah, yeah. Bioshock was uh, led by Ken Levine, one of the big names from the studio that made System Shock 2. Mm-hmm. He also worked on the first Thief game. But yeah, like Bioshock was a spiritual successor to System Shock 2, specifically. Okay. And, like, I am interested in playing this System Shock. Like, after playing the demo, I, I mean, I'm not going to back it. It didn't convince me to back it, that which I think is important to clarify. But it's probably going to get funded. Within, within a couple days, it's basically there already. <laughs> so, my biggest takeaway from this is finally realizing how inferior the mouse and keyboard is. Jo- Josh just fumbles around the keyboard. It was actually uh, pretty funny to watch. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I didn't do It's bad. not inferior. Let's, let's inf- clarify that. It's absolutely that. inferior. How is it inferior when you've never it, really used it? It does not feel as... Because you're not used to it. You're precise. not used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Okay. It's, it's an inferior. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who would kick your ass in first-person shooters. Everybody, yeah. everybody playing with a mouse and keyboard yeah. would kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's too precise. But I understand his problem where the problem with mouse and keyboard stuff comes into play when you have to manage a lot of, like, menus and the inventory stuff. If you're not used to it and every game does it differently, too, there's no set standard for, like, what is, how do you access the inventory? How do you move your way around the inventory? Like, what keys are doing whatever? It's very customizable, and all games have different default layouts. I was totally okay with the moving and the jumping Was and the crouching. Yeah, all that's, that's, that's standard. That's basic. But, that's standard. But even, like, running using the shift key. I, that's standard, too. That was just weird to me. I don't <laughs> that's know, standard. having your pinky down like that. And I, I understand you need to get used to it. Yeah, you absolutely whatnot, need just... to get used to it. That's, that is the only problem. I just wasn't a fan. So, non-criticism from Josh about yeah. a first-person <laughs> shooter on PC only. <laughs> yeah, this, well, this is going out to all the PC gamers. You're doing it wrong, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> here's the other thing, though. And this is the first thing I said when I initially started playing, was I need to turn the sensitivity down. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. even, even like, Halo... I turned it down, too. I turned it down... That, that game's default sensitivity was crazy. Like, all shoot, every shooter I play... I turn the sensitivity pretty low. But you're saying that on, on PC first-person shooters, it's because of how precise and how fast you can move around. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that anyways because I like my sensitivity it's so still, low. It's still more precise, even if you turn it down. It, you, it is. I, just, I mean, I, I understand. It's more intuitive than an, than an analog stick. I understand. I get it. But in the end, it's still just a cursor pointed at a screen. Okay, that's so reductive that it, you have no argument. <laughs> well, well if you, no, if what I'm saying is if you it's, have it's no argument. That's like that's like saying limbo and inside uh, uh, the puzzles are all the same because you push and pull stuff. <laughs> that's the same thing. It's the but same. If, you were saying the same thing. If, if you're if you're using the exact same sensitivity, what is the difference between moving a mouse or a joystick? I'm not having this conversation. I, I want everybody that plays PC games to, like, shout at Josh. Yeah, just tweet. It, there Grandpa is no Simon. comparison. You, uh, there's, no, there's no comparison between the number of sensitivity on a PC game to the number of sensitivity on a console game. They're, they're not the same. 
No, just because the no, number is it's not say, the same. But say you turned sensitivity all the way up on a console game and all the way down on a PC. It's game. not as it. Like I said, there's there's an intuitiveness to the mouse. Yeah, it's and you and you looking at a screen versus an analog stick in a screen. You're it's different. It's very. Different. I don't know how. Like you all, all I can think it. of. I, I realize it. I felt so precisely in control when I used to play Halo Two on PC. Having using your entire hand to aim versus a thumb is is extremely different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, this is a not again nothing nothing argument. <laughs> Let's argue about something else though, and okay. you're gonna love this. <laughs> um, so I played uh, Spelunky recently again. I and I've fallen way back down the hole of Spelunky. Love that. Uh, just today. Just today. I'm, I'm. I heard Spelunky again today from another source, so I'm really interested where you're going with this. Uh, I'm probably gonna play it again, but I played on PS4 last night. I use the D-pad. Now, huh. okay. with an Xbox controller, I still use the analog stick. Does that make any sense? I, I, mean, I no. think it does, only because PlayStation and Xbox controllers are very different things to me. They, always they are different. Been. The controller is different, but it's still a D-pad. It is. Yeah. And I think PlayStation's D-pad is better, but it also is because I don't like PlayStation's analog well, stick. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to say the DualShock 4 is far superior than the current Xbox controller just in general. I disagree. I still like the Xbox yeah, controller. Yeah, it's my favorite. More than any controller ever. Basically. I love I love the DualShock. It's good. It's definitely good. It's the best PlayStation controller ever at this point mm-hmm. now, but I still do not like I I want the uh uh analog sticks at different to be points staggered. for some reason. Yeah, yep. like for some reason I, agree. I really really like that. I, I, it seems so, so natural and I can't explain why. I don't know why. Yeah, it just does. So so what what made you play with the D-pad? I don't know. I naturally went to the D-pad. And I think because of the staggeredness. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yep. Because the D-pad on the DualShock is staggered from the other. Yeah, I, yeah. That's got to be why. You you were playing with the D-pad. Uh a little bit. Yeah, we we played we did a couple runs, which by, we we did co-op Spelunky, which was super fun, by the way. Um it's the same game, only there's two people. Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes it a lot more difficult because you can kill each other. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you have to be like extra careful and you have to split resources and stuff. But um, I, I, we were playing for a while and I, and I sat there and I was like, oh man, I have to bring this up because I'm using the D-pad. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm using the D-pad. But today, I was playing a lot and right away went back to the analog stick. And it feels did so you, much did better. Did you try the D-pad on the Xbox controller? No. No, because I no, because I'm I not, don't. Okay, I don't. It. No. I I've played fifty hours of Spelunky on my own, on my own account. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. And I'm gonna put more into it because that game's fucking great. But uh, yeah, I immediately went to the analog stick. That's what feels right, for some reason. All your arguments going forward are null because of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just funny. I knew I knew it was gonna be funny because I couldn't figure out why either. <laughs> Good, good. Use D pads. Uh, not not on anything else. Just Meat Boy. Just DualShock Four. But, and I've played the shit out of Meat Boy since last week. Also, That's try not... D pad with it. No. And then also try running with X. No, no thanks. It makes more sense. His times say otherwise. Yeah, my time, my unbelievably superior times to yours. <laughs> okay, let's no, 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 no. They are not unbelievably. They are superior. unbelievably superior. They are. Uh, 
two tenths of a second. No. Yes. Yes. Maybe a yes. couple levels out of like three hundred are two tenths of a second. <laughs> you need to go back and look at specific levels. We're not anywhere near each other on some of them. Dustin has better times than you on. <laughs> on which ones? Uh, wait, wait. I, I don't know. Oh, was I this a look. long time ago? No, it was when I was playing recently. I looked. He has better times than you on a couple of them. Remember, they got reset, but at the same oh. time, he still does, and that's hilarious. That's no. <laughs> I can't Double that. insult. Yeah, so I want... But just go back and look at our overall rankings again. And those tenths of a second matter. They matter greatly. I don't want to get You suck it. at Super Meat Boy. I don't suck at Super Meat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suck. <laughs> I'm actually quite I'm good. good. I'm actually quite good at Super Meat Boy. It's just... You have me by a tenth of a second. Congratulations. Yeah, you're, again, being super reductive. That's like one or two levels, maybe it's that close. None of the other ones are. Oh, man, I wish I had my old Xbox with uh, my times on it. Yeah, I still need to try uploading that. We were talking about that. But, yeah. Um, I have another game to talk about, but we're over an hour now if we want to get into Talk friends. about it. What is it? What's the next game? Super Hot. Super Hot's really good. It's on Xbox One. Oh, it's that was that real crazy, made-you-feel-badass game. Totally. You are just... Uh, Super lethal hitman. Uh, super hot, honestly, is like a a completely unique take on first person shooters. Uh, I was gonna buy it at launch, but the twenty five dollars threw me off. But maybe I'll twenty five is is high. It seems, but I spent twenty. I got it on the Steam sale. It came out this year, so it, it's a recent release. It's not gonna be discounted. I loved your ten seconds of gameplay. It looked real cool. Yeah, you pro you probably had never seen it before, nope. right? Just your so tweet. Do you, yeah. you don't know. You don't know the draw of this game. Do, yeah, do you know the do you know do you know what it is? I know nothing past the video that you tweeted. Okay, so And I'm sure a lot uh, of other people would like to know. Right, yeah. It it is only on Xbox and PC. Who knows if it'll be on PlayStation someday. It's uh it's a first person shooter, but the the really crazy spin on it is that it you, time does not move unless you are moving. So as soon as you start a level, everything is moving at a super, super slow rate. So it's essentially stopped. And the minute you move in a direction, it speeds up. And then it's, and when you take your hand off again, it's done. And this came out of a game jam. It's, it's a, this is a super indie game. It's like Red Light, Green Light, that childhood game you used to play. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it actually kind of is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Josh says thank you. <laughs> this, this came this came out of a game jam that happens every year called Seven Day FPS, where devs get a week to riff on first person shooters. And after what twenty years of games, like first person shooters are a known quantity. There isn't much different happening with them really ever, and uh, the. These I actually still don't even know the team's name. I feel bad, but um, shout out to the super hot team. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they they released this game. It was every game jam is is playable because it gets uploaded to the internet. That's how these things work. So if you ever look into game jams or look them up, you can play everything that gets submitted. Let's back up fifteen seconds. Super hot team. Yeah, thanks, it's just, Josh. It's just super hot. Okay, yeah, that I'm not surprised because. That's part of the whole thing is just repeating super hot all the time. But um Yeah, so I played this like three years ago. I play I played the game jam version, which was just on a web browser. 
And um, it's the same thing. Like, it, they had the exact same concept, the same visuals, everything. They they came up with this however long ago and then decided to make it a full game. And it got, I think it might have been a Kickstarter, actually. So once again, another example of something that was completely playable in a, basically a final form. Yeah. That then launched a Kickstarter and was successful. But, uh, so yeah, you... All it is is it sets up scenarios where you have to kill these orange guys and time only moves when you move. So you can stop, uh, pick up a gun, punch somebody, pick up any weapon, throw it at them. You have all this time to plan out what you're doing before you make a move, which it has a lot of like Matrix style bullet time stuff where you just you see the bullets coming at you. And if they're far enough away, you know where to move to avoid them. And then you stop again and plan your next move. And the clip that I uploaded, at the end of a round or whatever, whenever you finish a scenario, it plays it in, in full speed. So then you see all of these actions that you made seamlessly, and it makes you feel like a fucking badass. Because just imagine watching... Uh, an action movie where they're doing totally ridiculous things and you're like, oh man, this is just a movie. And like, you do that in Super Hot. Yeah. That's what you do. You you recreate action movie scenes like John Wick or something. Yeah, like, I was thinking just John Wick. I was, actually, yeah, I was where thinking you just, Keanu Reeves in general. Yeah, yeah just Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you, you are Keanu Reeves in Super Hot. That's actually who you play. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but I loved it. It had a really funny story of like, and actually kind of mind-fucky crazy story about, like, VR and stuff. Um, there's a VR version of that game coming out. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I It was worth $20. It has a bunch of challenge mode stuff that's interesting, so... I'm really hoping it goes on sale soon, and... Uh, to, uh, shit, what, when does it start? It starts the 5th. I think it starts the 5th. Um, the Xbox game sale, summer sale starts. It might. So keep Like, an eye it out did come that. out this year. So, yeah. It, again, it, it was on the Steam sale. I got it for $20 instead of 25 So, maybe it'll be $20. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but either way, uh, check that Xbox summer sale next week. Uh, there's, a, like, 200-plus games on sale. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. News? Do we want to go into news? How long are we going to talk about Thrones? I think the only the, the only major thing I wanted to mention was the No Man's Sky thing. Oh yeah, the the secret legal yeah, and and that's what it's yeah, yeah. So yeah, No Man's Sky was essentially being sued for the past three years. Yeah, which was not getting talked about mm -hmm. at all. No, no one knew about it. But I think the the reason behind why they are getting sued is insane. It is insane. It's completely insane. And Wait, Microsoft lost. Yeah, I think I did hear about this. I'm, refresh me here. Yeah, set it up. There is a UK company called Sky Limited who, has, who claims to have so much control over the, the term Sky that anytime something comes up with Sky Vodka of Sky involved. Yeah. Isn't Sky Vodka Sky spelled different? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's why. It's gotta be, yeah. If, if they're not, you know... So essentially, Battle. they were suing them over the name of No Man's Sky using Sky, and it took them three years to get to get through this legal battle over a common term. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Isn't in, isn't law great? 
Yeah. And and it funny thing, not an American company. No, a UK company. Yeah. Oh, and, and it funnier. would be so much more American to be litigious over it, something it like that. It would be, yeah. Even funnier is how they won this essentially and Microsoft lost it. Yeah, years Microsoft, ago. Microsoft lost against the similar thing. Oh, wow. Same company, same everything. Uh, Microsoft OneDrive, which you might be familiar with, used to be called SkyDrive. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I used that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's very strange. Hate it. Hate it all. Hey, but, but they won. I And you know what's funny? That now that, that that whole thing came up, I kind of think No Man's Sky is a bad name for a game. I've, I've never really liked the name. I, it just reminds me of Firefly. Yes, but hmm. it's like annoying to say, and it doesn't explain anything about the game. That's weird. I, I like know. it. There's there's no man's sky. Like it doesn't no one belong. It doesn't belong to anyone. I understand what it means. I just don't think it's a good name. That's yeah. All. I weirdly I love it. No man's land. No man's sky. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, imagine being Sean Murray over the past years. Like, between yeah. making this game, between the marketing, between the hype, between Sony, and then this then, whole legal thing? And the death threats. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, God. Just die, everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody else die. <laughs> <laughs> like, hats off to you, Sean Murray, for not just pulling yeah. all your hair out. Kudos right to him. Yeah, and I can't wait for that game. That, that, like, it's two, two months, months away now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be an interesting launch. Yeah. No pun intended. Sorry. Oh snap! <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> all um, right, let's. Uh, yeah, or you got something else. Just before we do, uh, since I want anybody who doesn't want spoilers, I want them to be able to jump off. Uh, yep. Two quick shout-outs. One, I just wanted to um, uh, our long-lost roommate from college, Colin, recently listened in because he saw that we had a shout-out on Nerdist episode eight twelve. If you're interested. And it was cool, <clears throat> cool to hear. We, we check in with each other periodically just to see what's going on. Uh, somebody, somebody yes, with whom we have a top three funniest memory of my life involving a water balloon launcher and a very, very poor. Oh my girl god! Who was? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot that was when he was with us. <laughs> who just, who just was so inadvertently terrified? But water balloons are capable of shattering mass engines. destruction. Yes. So. Just yes. uh, just for the listeners, there was no malice intended. But anyways. And uh, nobody harmed. Yes. Just want to say we, we appreciate that and um, uh, spreading the word and everything. But yeah, you guys can check out. We had a pretty cool shout out from uh, Kyle Clark on Nerdist. I met him in person a couple weeks back. So giving them a reverse shout out. Um, if you don't, if you listen to us, chances are you listen to them anyways. But if you uh, if you don't already, uh, definitely check them out. They're awesome. But um those were the two things I wanted to do. So going into Thrones now, if you guys want no spoilers um, for season six, let me let's sign off real quick. Uh -huh. uh, thank you for listening. You can yep. find us every Monday on every podcast service. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram at two v one podcast. We have videos on YouTube. Search for two v one podcast. You can find our blog two v one podcast dot com. Give us some ratings on iTunes. That would be amazing. Don't worry about a review. It doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> nobody reads them. Yeah, true. Do you read reviews on iTunes? Do you use iTunes? <laughs> no. Valid so, questions. Yeah, I know a lot of people do, but whatever. But, um, but hey, people yeah. are getting at us on Instagram and, yes. and Twitter and Facebook. Please do the same, whether it's for um, 
you know, feedback, you want to collaborate, being a guest, all that kind of stuff. And I had another shout out, Ryan on Twitter. Some awesome dude named Ryan made a Twitter account to tell us he liked us and started listening. Yeah, Ryan, yes, thank you, you are awesome. I'm sorry it took an hour and 11 minutes, but I told you I would, so here we are. I can't wait to get a tweet of how wrong I am with DC. I hope people do. I hope people tell Josh. I do too. Dumb. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're going to spoil Thrones, Game of Thrones Season 6. So tune out now mm -hmm. if you don't want that spoiled. All right, so Game of Thrones is over. Sort of. For now. Season's this over. season's over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was crazy. So, right off the bat, I was talking to Josh about it, and so this this is, to clarify for everybody, there's two book supremacists here, and there's just the viewer who, you know, of the yeah. TV show, which is me, and yep. I said to Josh, and he hated me for it immediately. I can't help it. It was my knee-jerk reaction. I was like... Right after the first, you know, 10 to 15 minutes when everything just gets blown to shit, I was like, that's the first time I was, like, secretly, like, happy about something that Cersei did. Really? Yeah, just you're, just because it was one of those like things where... You're probably in, like, a 1% minority. Well, I'm sorry? You're probably in, like, a 1% minority. I guess so. All I know is I hated the High Sparrow even more. I like she's she is evil incarnate, but I was hating him so much and I was just waiting for when that was going to happen. And just seeing him get disintegrated was overwhelmingly satisfying for me. That's all. I'm surprised you hate him. Really? Yeah. I mean, he obviously had. uh, Like his own. Noble and intentions. And noble whatever, intentions. But, yeah, but he was following their doctrine. Yeah, to to a T. Absolutely. Yeah, I, Nick, I don't know how to. I actually understand where you're coming from. Being surprised with me, I'm I'm not sure where it was. I think I was building up a bloodlust, like over the past, you know, however, like maybe full season or something like that. And I was I was so ready for this bomb to go off because it's been ticking for so long. And yeah. I think the sh the sheer grandeur of it is what was really cool for me as solely the TV show viewer. But yeah, everything Josh said, everything happened like way too fast. It was too easy. I just thought it did. That was my opinion. Like, Josh is still in denial that a lot of things that have happened in the show aren't going to happen in the book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Martin has come out and said that the show and the book are not going to mimic each other. They're not going to mimic each other. That's never been the case. No, and that's that's fine. Like if major plot points yes. are going to happen, obviously Marjorie and the uh, Sparrow is going to die in the book. Yeah, I'm hoping you it's think not it's not going to be a bomb. I'm pretty no, sure that's probably, probably the same. It's <laughs> probably going to be a bomb now. Yeah, I'm I was sure that's to, not that different. I was talking to Nick about this, and Alex, I don't even know if you know, but the books are all written through a, uh, a an individual character's perspective through a chapter. Yeah, we talked about that a super long time ago. I'm super interested how this chapter is going to be written. Huh. Like it's going to have to bounce back and forth between people. Yeah, absolutely. But so, so I'm assuming Cersei is going to be part of that. Definitely, yeah. Are we going to have a Sparrow point of view? I don't think so. That that's the another thing is we don't know that much about him, really, at all in the books. Like 
he exists and the sparrows are a thing, but in no way near as much as we do in the show. Even back in the last season. Mm-mm. Like, nothing and, really at all, actually. And is Loris even going to be there? Because he's not imprisoned in the books, or at least for not as long. I mean, I'm sure he will. He will get killed off yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously not important. <laughs> he's totally yeah, that's expendable. Like, that's like saying Lady Stoneheart's not important. No, it isn't. Because she's not even in the show. Right. But apparently she might still be. She might not be either. She still she might actually not be. Everybody important. was so sure that she was going to make an appearance in the last episode. They really let up. They really, like, all yeah, of a dropped sudden... all kinds of hints like it was going to happen yeah. for sure. Yep. And yeah, d- like cold cold hands. Nobody thought was going to be in the show. Um, I wish he was in it more. I wish he was in it more, but at the same time, he wasn't in the book that much either. He was with them all the way from the wall. So he was there during the attack. Yeah, but... He, w- he will be there during the he, attack. He also say. didn't talk in the book. He didn't say anything. And never confirmed that he was Benjen. No, but that's going to happen. That was that was never confirmed in the book. That, no, it never was, but it was obvious, basically. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, he'll he'll be there during the attack at the uh, the the crow. Right. Yeah, he so, should be. Yeah, he should have been. But apparently, it doesn't matter because like he doesn't make any difference. I just hate. I, it's just it's just a book supremacist thing. I just hate how the show is now dictating kind of what happens in the book. What's important and what's not important now. Actually, yeah, yeah, I know that sucks. But... Yeah, because that that shift happened last season, right? Yes. Uh, no, the end of last no, the end of last season was basically the end of the fifth the, book. The big thing about last season was introducing the king of the uh the king above the north. That was the most out of book thing. So, okay, yeah. so like the end slash the end of last season slash this season were the ones where it basically shifted in favor of power for the TV I, show. I wouldn't even say the end of last season. I would say th- this season. Okay. It was it this was season. more this yeah, yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the the end of book five is John getting stabbed, like the end of last season. Yeah. I, yeah. Basically, what I, what I can do as a public service announcement is, if you're like me and you only watch the TV shows, which there's a lot of people out there like that, of course, make it your business to find a friend who does read the books and have them tell you about some of the really cool nuances and stuff, because it it just gives you a, an even greater appreciation for. I don't know how much really you're missing out on, probably by not reading. But, um... I, yeah, reading anything is yeah. always better. Yeah, of yeah. course. Exactly. But I, I know, like, there's, there's a lot of stuff that Josh gets frustrated with that we were talking about in terms of how fast things happen. And to me, that's to be expected. Like, you only have an hour to the, cover so much The ground. whole actual show yeah. happens fast. Exactly. Like, it cuts out a lot of yeah. stuff. But there were also a lot of people, I saw, not just you, Josh, not singling you out, a lot of people online, like, how people were teleporting around. Like, Littlefinger yeah. and people Arya. People were tele- literally teleporting. Yeah, they were like, yeah. did, Ar- Arya did Arya... showing up at the phrase? Arya teleported. Did, did she borrow his teleportation device, like I read yeah. him say online, so... Yeah, she definitely did. Yeah. Varys teleported. Um, yeah, he did too. Somebody else. I can't think of it right now. Uh, the the Knights of the Vale kind of came pretty quick to that. Uh, that they teleported. Yeah, they, they teleported. <laughs> the, the entire army teleported. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm sure that's that's the thing we don't have with the shows. We don't have a sense of time at all. No, there's no sense yeah, of time. Yeah, not whatsoever. really. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, that that, but... that trip. Oh, uh, Sam, Samwell teleported across the sea. Sam teleported. Yes. Yeah, like that trip from that Sam took on the ship with Gilly took months. Something, something I want to know why it was in the show at all is Sam and Gilly going to, uh, his father's castle at. For any reason. Because in the book, he goes immediately to Old Town. Like, why was that in the show at all? Is that, like, it made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, drama. Yeah, just building another Drama for characters that, like, aren't in this season. Yeah. At all. Exactly. It is weird. You know, another funny thing was I immediately commented uh, at Old Town with the, the the huge portrayal of the library. It made me think of... The Grand Archives Grand, and Souls. Yep, definitely. That was what I thought of. And I, I loved it, but Josh yeah. hated it because it was too big or too detailed or. Uh. You hated it. Why? Wait, what did I hate? You hated the, the place that looked like the Grand Archives. Old Town, the Citadel. Oh, yeah, okay. It was just too much. I don't know. It, it was too. <laughs> That's a silly. Flimsy. Complaint. I know in that world it seems like a silly complaint, but to see this library that's... It was absolutely massive. Like yeah. But... I, I just don't know. There are fucking dragons, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay, so, the, the good thing you guys brought this up, because I wanted to bring this uh, bring this on, is you know that in that scene they showed the library with that sun thing in the middle? In the, like, hanging yeah, the ceiling? it's like the opening thing. That's, in yep. the, that's been in the opening of the show since the beginning. I thought that too, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Like that road. That's what the ti- that's what the title of the show ends up on right. at the end. Right. Yeah. So it must be important. Yep. Yeah. Very. I, uh, I guess. Yeah. Observation. <laughs> it's not something that's ever talked about in the books. Like <laughs> what is important about it? But yeah. Oh, and now what else happened? And well, and now so there's only what like 13 more episodes left. Yeah, there's not a lot left. So we're looking at two more seasons with maybe seven episodes each uh-huh. as a stretch. Yeah, both of these Game of Thrones is going to be done before the probably Winds out. of Winter comes out. Maybe even before. No, that's two years. It won't be out. Two years. How do you know that? How do you know that? You're right, but it'll be it'll be out. I remember, and we're missing arguably the biggest thing. Jon Snow isn't Ned's. Oh right, oh, so yeah. that that's was been a theory thing. for a long time. Yeah, and see, being disconnected from. A, the books, and B, reading anything online, because I have avoided that like the plague. I've never had any spoilers happen to me. I didn't know anything about that theory, and holy shit. Um, it, the funny thing is, it's kind of been hinted at from the first season. I want to say, book-wise, no indication of that. No. None at all. No. Okay. Actually, there's misdirection in the fifth book. To keep book. you believing. There's misdirection in the fifth book with... Davos in Davos's chapters, I think, where they talk about John's mother being like a, a fish wife or something. Oh. Yeah, a wench. Yeah. yeah, basically. Like they basically confirm that in the book in a way. That he's Ned's. Or Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's weird. Like there there's more information that comes out about that in the fifth book that has nothing to do with the Targaryens at all. Yeah. So I never understood that where the fan theory came from. Like, I'd heard that, mm-hmm. but I never knew where it came from other than maybe the show. 
So, yeah, and and if it did weird. come from the show, it it went right over my head because I had no yeah, idea. It, yeah, I, the Absolutely only reason no I knew was because people talking about it online. Yeah, there, there's also another big theory is uh, Tyrion is also a. I don't know Targaryen. why. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, the, I heard that too. The the uh, super blonde hair thing, like with the whole Joffrey and whatnot, not having the same hair across the Lannisters, and uh. Tywin always saying, you're not my son. Tyrion doesn't have platinum blonde hair. Exactly. So, not a Lannister. That, neither Jamie does. doesn't either. Yeah, Jamie yeah, I, doesn't. I'm saying that's yeah. just what... But the Targaryens do is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Have the blonde... Have the hair? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, that's been a theory for a while, too. Yeah, I heard it... There was... I talked about this with a friend at work that, um... The theory is that Aegon, the Mad King that is dead, that Jamie killed, was like raping a bunch of people. And I was like, "What? where did that come from? Because he was apparently paranoid and crazy, and I yeah. didn't think he ever left the Red Keep. So, like, why would, th- why would that be a thing? And that's where the Tyrion thing comes from. I see. Yeah, so he, like, he was Thrones as uh, Genghis Khan, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody is descended from Aegon. Yeah. <laughs> Targaryen. <laughs> One yeah. one fourth of people, or yeah. So <laughs> I uh after after uh after the explosion in the beginning and they were showing the Tommen scenes when they when he was staring out the window you could definitely tell he was I knew he yeah was we knew to... within two seconds that was something yeah. you and I both agreed on Josh we loved that and scene. I loved how nonchalantly he did it yep just all right here we go yeah yeah so, I really like um I I think the show does a horrible job of portraying Jamie terrible but uh at the same time the one conversation he had with Edmure about how much he loves Cersei like was really good that was more true to form yeah and how like they're really like yeah they had children and like they're all dead (laughs) but but uh and Tommen wasn't at the time I guess but but um I think they like hinted at it where Edmure was talking about he, he never even met his son but he would do anything for him where jamie says i'll do anything for cersei Mm -hmm. and doesn't even ever think about his kids and never has and then like tom and just kills himself and like it's just their kids were like really never important Mm -hmm. which is the only thing that's important is each other yeah they're they're only they're only concerned with each other yeah and like it's it's crazy Talk they about. make Cersei likable in the books, too, actually. In a way. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Tallies, I really hated how the Blackfish was just dead. Yeah, that sucked. Like, what? That yeah. was poop. It, especially because he made a big getaway and, like, survived the Red Wedding and all this stuff. And, right. like, he was, like, a storied character. He was, like, unkillable. Unceremoniously then... dismissed. Yeah, and then he's dismissed. Just through lines of text. Which, which apparently, yeah, but I mean, characters get dismissed in this story, but more in a, in like a better way than just yeah. oh he got killed by some yeah it's guys. usually more meaningful or something or yeah huge or whatever but he was just done yeah the whole the whole uh, surrender of River Run was really fucking frustrating it was t- it was I that was like really it bad it made no sense at all. I hope it's not handled like that in the book. I'm curious how it will be handled, but wow. I don't even... Do they have Edmure as a prisoner? 
I can't remember. Yes. That sounded like that was... someone, and I think it was Edmure. Yeah. Because they did have they did do the whole noose thing and the hanging, threatening, okay. I believe. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since I read that. Um, And that, this wasn't the finale, but the hound being alive. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. It kind of doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. No. But... <laughs> They did leave it open ended in the book too. Like kind of. They kinda let they they kind of, yeah. Like they made he was very sick from a wound. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how did you survive? There there was a couple there were a couple confirmations of him being dead, but then there was also some other characters who would later on later on say, I, I saw him alive. Oh. Hmm. I kind of like that he's alive, though. I do. Too. Oh, I do. Yeah, too. I, I think. I think. Oh, he's yeah, he's great, and I, I yeah. loved his mini thing with Ian McShane with those, yeah. Um, yeah, those people from the faith in the little village, and then him getting revenge on those bastards. That was really cool. Yep. Here's yeah. here's one of my biggest gripes with this season. Arya should be fucking dead after that stabbing. Yeah, she got it pretty good. She got she the got- twist. Yeah, she got punctures and slices. Yeah. Okay, so right there alone. Like, that's, that's enough. The, the, dude, the beatings that she took with the sticks would kill people. I think it goes back to the, <laughs> it's a movie. Like the show moving very quickly and having to get to her being at a point. I bet, that, I bet m- most of that doesn't happen. In okay, the well then, after, after she was through her healing process or whatever, but still had the bandages and was being chased, mm-hmm. you could, saw her wounds were open and she was bleeding. No. That was a miss. That she did. She, she faked that. She faked the bleeding. That was how. That was how she ended up killing the waif or whatever her. I didn't. Her title I didn't was. take it as her faking. I took. She it. fell on the fruit. Oh, I missed that. Then. She fell on the fruit that. and faked it because that's why. Whenever, whenever she cornered her, she acted like she was wounded, but really she wasn't. You mean right she before she sliced it. the candle? Right. I okay. yeah. Didn't... I missed the fruit. Yep. Thing. Very interesting. She was totally ready for that. Yeah. I thought she was actually bleeding and just using that. To no, I thought the same thing, too, but it didn't dawn on me till later. I was like, oh, she did fall on a bunch of fruit, so, like, she could have, like, juice on her or yeah, something. Watermelon like, blood. And and obviously, she bested her in combat out of, out of nowhere, which she was never able to do. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. We'll see come next season. It just, this was something that I never talked with you about, Alex, but my theory forever was, with Arya was that she was going to learn the faceless men's tricks mm-hmm. and come back and like be a badass in Westeros. And then like throughout this season, I kept like, it was like, no, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like she left and didn't learn the secrets and all that stuff. And then it switched back to, yeah, actually that's what she's doing. And, and here and now it's in full swing along with yeah. her teleportation device. The, yeah. And she can teleport now too. Yeah. yeah. Another big thing that wasn't really touched on much that we learned. Well, the, the viewers learned in the finale is the wall itself. Isn't just ice. Oh, I talked about this with somebody too. Yeah. Like we knew that for the a magical the barrier, right? Yes. Well, that was talked about in the show. The last episode. No, it was definitely mentioned before. It was mentioned sure? in like the first season. I swear, I read things saying this is the first time we. Learned I didn't remember. Maybe, but that maybe I'm. Cri- say it. Did you know that, Alex? I, I did not know that, but it doesn't mean they didn't say it. I might. Maybe have I'm it. crisscrossing knowing information from the books, but yeah. the the thing that's interesting there is that the White Walkers were able to cross that stone barrier at the Three Eyed Raven, which 
is probably the same magic that's yeah. keeping them from crossing the wall. Yeah. And it's because he touched Bran in that mm-hmm. whatever. So now, how would it have ever made sense that they were a threat because of the wall itself? Now it makes sense that they can maybe cross the wall because Bran fucked up or whatever. But like that—that's one thing that I never stopped the to consider. The thing that I never stopped to consider was they talk this whole time about the White Walkers being a problem. Like we need to be worried about them. Fuck all the Iron Throne bullshit. We need to be worried about the White Walkers. But the wall is preventing them from crossing over. So why is it a problem? And now here's a reason why they can cross over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Unless, yeah, I mean, unless it comes down though. Somehow the wall gets. What How a what a happen? what a thought. It's, it's, yeah, I, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a giant. The Grand Duke's archives from Dark Souls are is in it. So. <laughs> I saw I saw a really funny um, a comic strip about the uh, the bastard the season or the episode nine uh, with the last giant that went rushing in one one or one one wound wound one one I think getting killed. Um, with an arrow to the eye or whatever, made yeah. me real sad. And, uh, it was just a one, one. It was silly. It too. was one, one, uh, one image that just said this would have solved everything, and they just showed him running in with a giant wooden shield and a tree in a hand. Yeah, yeah. like that whole no shield. The whole battle in general was so just TV. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like, climbing over dead bodies. Yeah, it like, was. It was hill. okay. Uh, so. I had the same problem. I was like, where are all these bodies piling up from? Yeah. And why and, Why would you continue fighting? Like, move over. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, I didn't confirm this, but I there's one one of my friends at work, like, I always talk about Thrones with. And I, I said the same thing. I was like, where did these piles of bodies come from? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you ever, like, huddle around them? Like, move away. Bodies would be spread out. And he was like, I actually looked into this, and it was more accurate that in battles like that, like, that would happen. Like, bodies would just pile up in places that and would be a problem. That is so crazy to think Isn't that crazy yeah. and, like, super disgusting and dark and horrible, and you never think about yeah, that? Yeah, and, and we can pretty much wrap this up, but I just saw, uh, e- e- this is even more insane. At least in those medieval battles, they charged at each other. When yeah. you think about this... In the American Civil War, the front lines marched at each other and took musket. They marched slowly into musket fire. What? Okay. You know what I was thinking about was this exact same stuff and specifically the movie The Patriot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because they talk about how Mel Gibson's tactics are, like, unrefined and bullshit because he's not... Just standing there taking musket shots. Yeah, that's that's unrefined. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm god. Go back to the wall real quick. That I completely forgot something from the books. Uh huh. The horn. What about it? The horn is supposed to bring down the wall. But but it that was a joke. No. No, it didn't. Didn't they use it and it didn't do anything? It was a fake. And oh. John had one that gave it to Sam before he left. The I forgot, has I forgot been, about the all of that. The horn hasn't even been mentioned in the show. So it must not be important. Or it stole his... N- nobody has happened. it. Everybody's dead. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> has it. It's not important. That's the problem. The, the The problem with this season is it cut off so many myste- like mysteries that were left hanging from right. the book. Like, Rick and Enosha never expected them to show up in the first place. 
then when they did, I was like, oh shit, and then they just got killed off. So, like, that isn't gonna go anywhere. Uh, oh, another tele- uh, teleporter. Asha. Yeah, the Greyjoys. The Greyjoys teleported. That's the one I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. They teleported the Marine. I have this article up of a couple fan theories for Season 6 and beyond. Uh, a couple of these could be interesting. I haven't looked through them yet. So the first one they list is Jon Snow is the son of Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen. Okay. Uh, next mm-hmm. one is Mira Reed is Jon Snow's twin sister. That would that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion Targaryen we already discussed. House Umber is part of a grand nord northern conspiracy to put them. Eh, that sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, he got killed. <laughs> Ooh, this one's insane. Missandei, I still can't pronounce her name. Missandei, I think. Missandei is a faceless man. Ooh, that would be good, but mm. she's like a teenager, so she couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't make any sense. Dario Naharis is Benjen Stark. What? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hodor is <laughs> a warg who spent too much time as an animal and went crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we know that's not true, too. Uh, Tom and or Jamie will kill Cersei. Obviously, that's long past. Yeah, so how old is this now? A little bit. The Hound is yeah. we already know. <laughs> okay, we're going down the rabbit hole now with yeah, old yeah. theories. The However, that Missandei one's interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I, I don't think that's the case, but who knows? Yeah. Who would have put out a hit on Dany however long ago? I, they could have, I guess. They here's, talked about Here's doing another that. interesting one. Bran travels to the past and is actually Bran the Builder who built the wall. Yeah, the, uh, I heard that one actually before. Um, Sansa is pregnant with Ramsay Bolton's child. Yeah, maybe that's that's the only thing that's missing from Game of Thrones: time travel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's teleporting. Yeah, that's true. It's it's this basically one. it's turning into sci-fi. Bran basically did time travel. Remember, yeah, that was yeah. my big problem. Yeah, with with the I destiny, still don't like that destiny and fate and Hodor and all that. Yeah, yep. I still really don't like that. Yep. So hopefully. That's explained a little better in the book. Yeah. Here's a funny one. Dragon glass is pooped out by dragons rather than just being obsidian. All right, I'm done. I'm done with these theories. <laughs> okay, there we go. We we talked we talked for 30 minutes, which I didn't expect. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Hope you guys enjoyed the little bonus for the uh, people who are up to speed. Yeah, it's rounds. gonna look super long at this one episode. Yeah. Um, unless he posts it separately. I thought about doing that. Should we do that? No, we already talked about it. No, it'll be at the end. Yeah, just keep I'll put it, it at in. the end. That's all right. And I'm going to put something at the front, too, yeah. saying, be aware. Yeah, at the beware end. Beware of thrones. <laughs> cool. Beware the winds of winter. Okay. Well, then we'll um, see you guys in season seven, then. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll have a bunch of other problems, probably. Exactly. It was a good season, though. It, it was really entertaining. It was. I agree. Yeah. It, yeah, season seven kind of ended, or season six kind of ended with no open conflict, so other than the White Walkers, right? Yeah, that's what I'm. That like, I think you and I were talking about. Like, I don't know how there's two seasons left of anything. Like, there's no open conflict right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than great, the great boys. Yeah, there's about to be. So you mean Euron? Euron. Yeah. yeah, who is missing, and it apparently won't be anything <laughs> anyway. But okay, cool. Uh, back to video games next week. Yep. <laughs> thanks again, guys. Yep. Thanks.